the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so Now, Squirrel, I was going to start the show with the dimwit in diapers. Everyone knows he's feeble and demented. Doesn't matter. Democrats have zero standards. Take a look around at their so-called elected representation. Freaks, morons, and frauds. But it all fits into the scheme of gangster government. And why start and depress everybody by listening to the dimwit in diapers? When we could tie things together. I like to tie things together. You see, here's the scam. You create chaos, and then you come up with a phony plan to profit from it. Right now, right now, in Studio Xanadu, on every station, Mid-Atlantic facing the worst air quality is Canada wildfires. Smoke leaves haze over the U.S. cities. Well, it turns out that in Canada, as uh, KJP would, would say, that the Toronto Sun has a report that the police are investigating eco-terrorists. You know like the one that Biden put in charge of BLM? Oh, no, not the Marxist land speculators called Black Lives Matter, but the Bureau of Land Management in this country, where she was prosecuted and pled out for spiking trees, and now she's in the government. That's how it works. So the way you, it works is you set the fires, and then you blame climate change, and before you know it, we can have a controlled demolition of the quality of life, but more importantly, the economy. And once we do that, the government controls everything. Now, this is something the American government really perfected over the years. It's nice to know that Tucker Carlson is back. I love it because it forever changes also the trajectory of the Pravda here in America called media because they've been irrelevant for decades, except they're the Pied Pipers to morons, basically Democrats and, and most Republicans. However, there's a new sheriff in town. Hey, it's Tucker Carlson. This morning, it looks like somebody blew up the Kokovka Dam in southern Ukraine. The rushing wall of water wiped out entire villages, destroyed a critical hydropower plant. By the way, uh, Robert Kennedy has um, informed us that to his numbers, 350,000 people are dead. 350,000 people are dead in this oligarch war. But the good news is the Bentley dealership in Kiev Better numbers than they've ever had in their lives. And as of tonight, puts the largest nuclear reactor in Europe in danger of melting down. So if this was intentional, it was not a military tactic. It was an act of terrorism. The question is, who did it? Well, let's see. The Kokovka Dam was effectively Russian. It was built by the Russian government. It currently sits in Russian-controlled territory. The dam's reservoir supplies water to Crimea, which has been, for the last 240 years, home of the Russian Black Sea Fleet. 
Blowing up the dam may be bad for Ukraine, but it hurts Russia more. And for precisely that reason, the Ukrainian government has considered destroying it. In December, the Washington Post quoted a Ukrainian general saying his men had fired American-made rockets at the dam's floodgate. Now, don't worry. This will not deter one moron who voted for this feeble, corrupt asset of enemies, foreign and domestic, calling himself the president. It will not deter one Democrat moron because they like this scam. They're jealous they're not getting a check from it as a test strike. So really, once the facts start coming in, it becomes much less of a mystery what might have happened to the dam. Any fair person would conclude that the Ukrainians probably blew it up, just as you would assume they blew up Nord Stream, the Russian natural gas pipeline last fall. And remember that? Do you remember when the, the American government, the only one with the real capability to blow up and create a true Another man-made ecological disaster said Russia did after they paid $2 billion for it. It's a similar story here, but the Pravda media doesn't mention any of it. They will step and they will fetch like the good slave they are. In fact, the Ukrainians did do that, as we now know. It's not like Vladimir Putin is anxious to wage war on himself. Oh, but that's where you're wrong, Mr. and Mrs. Cable News Consumer. Vladimir Putin is exactly that sort of man, the sort of man who'd shoot himself to death in order to annoy you. We know this from the American media, which wasted no time this morning in accusing the Russians of sabotaging their own infrastructure. Bill Kristol, the man who once told us that Saddam Hussein was responsible for 9-11, immediately denounced... You remember Bill Kristol's squirrel or are you too young? He's a freakish looking guy. He's what I like to refer to as a... as a war criminal and even more savagely compared him to Donald Trump. The rest of the pundit class made similar clearly coordinated noises. Putin did it. Putin did it. And their reasoning was simple. Putin is evil and evil people do evil things purely for the dark joy of being evil. In this specific case, Putin attacked himself, which is the most evil thing you can do and therefore perfectly in character for a man that evil. That was their explanation. This is not a proxy war. Those words don't mean anything. This is a money laundering scheme. In the fashion all terrorism is. And you get to blame and vilify. And the evidence is irrelevant. But here's something I want to focus on. The American fraud policies. And how the ramifications of those policies weaken America. Every time. They're sold to the American people. India has become Europe's largest supplier of refined fuels this month, while simultaneously buying record amounts of Russian crude, according to data from analytics firm Kepler. You see what this is, Squirrel? This is an arbitrage. So the American government blows up Nord Stream 2 in order to hurt Russia. They try to price free freeze Russian oil. It backfires because their costs are next to nothing to pull it out of the oil, out of the ground. They sell it at $68 a barrel to India. India sells it to Europe at $88 a barrel, thus arbitraging $20 a barrel for doing absolutely nothing except circumventing foreign policy called sanctions, which isn't a sanction on governments because those oligarchs will continue to make the money. It's a sanction on honest people, kind of like unions in the city of Chicago. 
Dollar. Europe's reliance on Indian crude oil products has grown since the ban on Russian oil. Europe's refined fuel imports from India are set to surge above 360,000 barrels a day, edging just ahead of those of Saudi Arabia. Now, why is that relevant? Because India is the eye in bricks. And the policies that are perpetrated by this government, by this mafia government, to control markets are destroying our dollar. That's the broader point. And when the dollar is destroyed, it doesn't affect the oligarchs too much. Joe Biden will always be a rich whore who's never made an honest dollar, like so many of the people who support him. It will hurt all of us. And that's why when you see the stock market go up on bad news, it's not really going up. Your dollar is going down. And the plan to perpetrate and manipulate and backdoor nationalize everything, well, the wheels are set in motion often by the people who benefit from it. No one who's paid to cover these things seemed to entertain even the possibility it could have been the Ukrainians who did it. No chance of that. Ukraine, as you may have heard, is led by a man called Zelensky. And we can say for a dead certain fact that he was not involved. He couldn't have been. Zelensky is too decent for terrorism. President Zelensky is under fire for corruption. A new report says he embezzled the aid money. It was released by an American... Every time I mention Ukraine and the money and the stealing, you got to get to the music. All right. Let's just focus on the issue. Shall we, Squirrel? Now, you see him on television. It's true you might form a different impression. Sweaty and rat-like. A comedian turned oligarch. A persecutor of Christians. A friend of BlackRock. You know why he said that, right? Because he's got $600 million in Cyprus. And when they asked him, he said he made it in his film career. Huh. Hmm. But don't believe your own eyes. Actually, Mr. Zelensky is a very good man. The best, really. As George W. Bush once noted, he is our generation's Winston Churchill. Of all the people in the world are shifty... No, you're right, Squirrel. He's not Winston Churchill. Winston Churchill could never get down. Winston Churchill is not. surrounded himself with strippers on top of a table. A couple lines around. But Zelensky, on the other Dead-eyed Ukrainian friend in the tracksuit is uniquely incapable of blowing up a dam. He's literally a living saint, a man in whom there is no sin. That's why Lindsey Graham is so attracted to him. They're just two good people hanging out together and being good. And like all good people, when they meet in person, they spend a lot of time talking about killing people and laughing like friends do. Here's the pair last week. Free or die. Free or die. Now you are free. Yes. And we will be. And the Russians are dying. It's the best money we've ever spent. I'm going to tell you something right now. This is a piece of dung. You understand? This is a cockroach. He's a scum. And he celebrates the death of people. The best money we've ever spent. This narrow-lipped... I'm trying to be real civil here. This narrow-lipped piece of dung has no idea the ramifications of his policies. Whether they're economic and they destroy people in foreign countries in this one, or they're military foreign policy that is responsible for the debts of we don't know how many. We don't have a foreign policy. We have Leopold II propaganda. That's what this is. And Lindsey Graham and everybody who supports and celebrates the death of real innocent ordinary citizens as they enrich the very whores who are supposed to be leading. President Zelensky is under fire for corruption. A new report says he embezzled the aid money. It was released by an American investigative journalist, Seymour Hirsch. 
He says Zelensky and his team have embezzled about $400 million. I wonder if the FBI will look into that. They could put the evidence on the same shelf. They have the evidence that the so-called sitting president is an asset of the Chinese Communist Party. A lot of his policies go to enrich them, too, don't it? Thank you so much. The Russians are dying. It's the best money we've ever spent, Graham says. A smile spreads across his thin, quivering lips as he forms the words. He looks like a starving man contemplating a breakfast buffet. The aroma of death has aroused Lindsey Graham. Thanks so much, replies Zelensky. He feels the same way. Twitter, where you can find information at Tucker Carlson. I highly, highly recommend it. And the best part is you can watch it anytime you want. If we had time, I'd take you over to the residence where I live. And when you were over at Blair House... Uh, the uh, President Truman was there because they were redoing the White House. He put a whole the, the Truman balcony that exists now because of the warehouse that's being built. That, well, that second balcony you see, the first balcony you see. Going up. So, at any rate, and there's an awful lot of stories that are told, probably a bunch apocryphal about. Uh, um, this is the part where he forgets Winston Churchill's name. Oh, senile, dementia-ridding, political whore, asset of enemies, foreign and domestic, some call president. Former prime minister, uh, like we take baths of the... Anyway. Wandering around at three in the morning. Yeah, Winston Churchill bothering... Uh... Yeah. Let the guy on, from, man! Yeah. Let the guy whose father-in-law calls the shots cut the deal. And in the meantime, back at Ukrainian headquarters... The money is flowing in. Man, oh man. You know what, Squirrel? Maybe you should have a backup plan. You move to Russia or uh, Ukraine. Doesn't matter. All the same stuff. And you sell Rolls Royce. Oh, yeah. I hear the Ukrainian politicians. They're buying them like chiclets. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free. On the Sean Thompson Show. On AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Una cosa me da risa. Pancho Villa sin camisa. Ya se van los carrancistas. Porque vienen los villistas. Una cosa me da risa. Pancho Villa sin camisa. Ya se van los carrancistas. Nobody knows what's happening. A small group of people control access to all relevant information. And the rest of us don't know. We're allowed to yap all we want about racism. But go ahead and talk about something that really matters and see what happens. If you keep- see, I think this is what 100 matters. million. Apparently, this was done last year. Do you remember what else started last year? Zelensky began his sacking spree. He fired many top officials, all for corruption. Now, the new report says this was done to placate the U.S., and that American officials knew that Zelensky and team are skimming millions. Then Hirsch goes on to make other claims, like how Zelensky is actually using American funds to buy Russian oil. How much of the report is true and how does Seymour Hirsch know all of this? He says that his sources are anonymous U.S. intelligence officials. See, there are good people trapped in the FBI. There are good people trapped in the CIA. There are good people trapped in the IRS. But they're being intimidated by their bosses because their bosses are part of the mafia. Like Samantha Power. One of the things that Congress has given USAID uh, since this full-scale invasion began is an unprecedented amount of money mm-hmm. in direct budget support, which sounds kind of obvious. Of course, we would do that. We want to stand with Ukraine. But it's 
totally unprecedented, these, this kind of scale of investment. And we're talking in, along the lines of about $15 billion in, in a sense, cash to the Ukrainian government, mm -hmm. which was famously corrupt, mm -hmm. you know, in, in, in past years. And but now they're okay. By the way, Zelensky imprisoned the opposition. Do you know there are people right now that want this to stop? I'm sure a lot of them were just killed by the destruction of the dam. Who did that again? Oh, yeah, it, it, it was Putin. He, he blew up his own pipelines, and then he blew up his own dam. He's going to hang himself later to prove a point. Candace, Mount Pleasant, Wisconsin. Hi. Um, I appreciate all this talk about Zelensky and the truth, but it, it, it frustrates me that it's coming out now when I knew about it immediately when the war started because the truth about him was on gap, showing him being thrown his We're living in a country where the 80-year-old dimwit stole the election, and you, you think this is I old understand. news? But I want to know why is Mark Levin and people like Dennis Prager you know, supporting this war? It disgusts me. You'll have to, you'll have to ask them. I have no explanation yeah. for that. I don't know how anybody could. I don't know how anybody could. Certainly nobody who gives a rip about life. Nobody who gives a rip about honesty, integrity, or government spending. And then you think about where we are. How many people just supported the so-called debt ceiling liftoff? I mean, do you understand the kind of money that is being stolen in here? Where's Rand Paul, honey bunny? Where'd you put him? Here we go. My most recent report uncovered $482 billion in government waste. For example, NIH spent more than $1.1 billion to get mice drunk. Apparently, we're not aware of what happens when you drink too much. $2.3 million to inject six-month-old beagle puppies with cocaine. Apparently, there's not enough evidence of what happens to humans on cocaine. $3 million to watch hamsters fight on steroids. This is the tip of the iceberg. This is the kind of stuff. This has been going on since the 1970s. Half a billion dollars. And these idiots have a slush fund. And these morons. You want to know what cocaine, drugs, and stupidity does? Follow a Democrat around. Roger, Southside. Hey, my friend. Two things real fast. Back to the Lindsey Graham thing. Guys like him, uh, Cocaine Mitch, Pelosi, I, the list can go on and on. A lot of uh, the, the Collins up in Maine. Uh, it can only lead me to believe it, that these machines have been rigged for many years. Oh, come on, brother. The before yeah, the machines I mean, were rigged, before the machine. Listen, are you kidding? We're from Chicago, Mo. Are you out of your mind? John F. Kennedy would have never won if it wasn't for the Democrats then. They've been stealing elections since before the Civil War. That's what they do. And not a one of them wants to talk about it. And why would you? We have the technology that trades trillions and trillions of dollars in milliseconds. And not one penny is lost. Not one account is lost. Yet we can't. We can't make improvements to the voting system. They don't want it. It is an illusion of a representation. It is an illusion of a, an election. You know how easy it is for me to come out here for three hours and play clips of moron politicians running? It's irrelevant. I don't even care who's running. I wanted to, The system is rigged. And they got us just where they want us. And I'm going to make a terrible slave. And so is everyone listening. Now, there are some cockroaches listening. But for the most part... Everybody listening wants integrity. They're disgusted and appalled at the people's money being not just stolen by crooks. That's what they do. But the mayhem of death and destruction. 
and we're pretending to be righteous? 350,000 people dead. Do you give a rip about one of them? I was mad when the Ukrainian oligarchs were killing thousands. Now we're killing hundreds of thousands. And nobody gives a rip. Lift the debt ceiling, idiots. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Love it, Squirrel. Always on topic. Now, this segment, did I hear it right? This is brought to me by the good people at Donley Auctions. I think I did. And I think I have one of the people. I think I have the head guy. Randy Donley. How are you, Randy? Hey, Sean. Uh, Sean, I I just had to call you today and and tell you, uh, always thank you for everything you do. There isn't anywhere I go that people don't stop me and say, Thank you, Randy and Donnelly Auctions, for supporting Sean Thompson because he's so great. I mean, I hear that. Even a half hour ago, I was at a tuxedo shop, and a a guy had to tell me all about how they listen to you and so on. But I I wanted to give you just a quick, typical Sean Thompson story. This is true. I'm remodeling the front of my building, and I'm using a bobcat, Sean, and, and it's just not doing what I need it to do. So I walk across the street to Roland Equipment, and I, I tell him my problem. He said, I'll be right over. And uh, uh, he brings a big piece of equipment, and by the time they're done uh, helping me with the beam and everything, I try. Now, this is Mark Aducci, who uh, is the manager at Roland Equipment. I try to give him a couple hundred dollars to you know thank him yeah. for that. And he looked at me, and he said, absolutely not. That's what neighbors are for, and that's what we're supposed to do in this country. And it, it's so right. true. But, but he said, you know, he said, give, give the money to your, your friend, uh, Sean Thompson, for Tunnel to Towers. And oh. so right now I, I'm calling not to give you the 200 but to give you $1,000 to Tunnel to Towers for, oh. in the name Roland Equipment because it's all about you that people are there to help. Well, listen, first of all, I, 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 I never wanted anything to be about me. I really, I, I, you know, my first show was called The Liberty Hour. I didn't want it to, my name on it. When I got this show, they had to put, I guess it's part of the thing. But this is what I want to do. Help good people like the people at Tunnel to Towers. Because when you yep. see what yep. they do with that money, and you know, Randy, this is why I love doing your commercials. Not just because, you know, you're a businessman and you have the auction, but I know what you do and how you help people who need to sell and don't have anywhere to go and how you give them that out and you give them the best deal you can. I love having you as a part of the show. You become a friend of mine and I am honored to even be mentioned by these good people. Now, the tuxedo shop, where was that? Let's give that guy a plug, too. <laughs> that's Tuxology in Crystal Lake. Let's give him uh, a plug, yeah. too, because this is what I want to do. That's why when I always say, like, Freedom Square is apart. I love that because we're the people that make the world go around, from the carpenters to the guys. that We're, we're the ones that make the world go around. This country has been backdoor destroyed in a, in a controlled destruction by a mafia. I don't want to deal with him Got anymore. It. I don't want to deal with him anymore. So, you know, it doesn't. the guy, the boss here says, you know, more listeners, more listeners. But I say better listeners, better listeners. What do you say? I agree with you so much, and you've got the best listeners. We appreciate what you do for us, buddy. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. It's Randy Donnelly, DonnellyAuctions.com. All right, that was very You fun. got it. Take Thank care. you very much. Thank you very much. It's very flattering. I, I, I really, Squirrel, did you know uh, when they did the first show, they said, should we put your name? I don't want it's, it's This isn't me. That's why when people attack you, whatever, it does, it's not about me. Talk about how to fix it. 
If I wanted to be a scum, I'd hang around with Roger Stone. Tom in Blue Island. Hey, Sean, dittos, and uh, I appreciate you going to me right after we talked, right after you and Randy talked about better callers. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey, I said listeners, Sean, whatever floats your boat. Go ahead. <laughs> Joe Biden did not get 15 million more votes than Barack Obama. 26 million more Americans did not vote in 2020 than voted in 2016. Joe Biden did not get 81 million votes. And what does the left say? They call it the most secure election in history. And if you question it, they call it the big lie. How many times do you got to be lied to before you know you're being BSed and, and, and do something to change it, buddy? Me, I'm only once. And that's why I learned a very valuable lesson that was taught to me by a woman who grew up in the Depression. And most other kids were told, tell me who your friends are, and I'll tell you what you are. You remember that saying? You heard that saying a thousand times. My nana used to say, tell me who your enemies are, and I'll tell you what kind of a person you are. That's what I like. Because if you're in on this scam, you're not my friend. You're my enemy. And I'm glad when you attack me. It makes me feel good. Because that, no, that, that lets me know I'm doing the right thing. And when you talk about all of these topics, we are but a snippet in time. The future will expose this mafia for exactly what it is. 100 years, 400 years from now, Joe Biden's name will be on Charmin, as it should be. And so will every one of these Democrats. Here's another, here's another moron. On one side, Democrats, team reasonable, team normal, and team get stuff done. It's obviously a team without a mirror. Taking a look at some of you freaks over there. In the meantime, have you looked at some of your policies? Have you understood that your policies have bankrupted the richest nation the world has ever known? Bankrupted. And the only way you can keep it going is by cutting people in. You know, like the old gangster neighborhood. Cut me in or cut it out. Well, you know what I used to say then? Go scratch and hide your wife. Uh, Kevin, Las Vegas. Hey, Sean, man, I really hate when you play Hakeem Jeffries clips. I can't stand that guy. Oh, I love it because I think of his uncle, the Marxist, hateful scum that he was. And it reminds me of who he is. It's in his little corpuscles. Go ahead. Uh, just, uh, I'm actually checking in from the sewer this week. I drove in last weekend, uh, hang out with my dad out in Moni for a week. Uh, you know, just he needs a lot of help, and I'm not here enough anymore, but I... I was sitting down watching, uh, unfortunately, watching Chicago News with him last week, and I was reminded why 20-plus years ago in high school when I used to watch news with him, one day I just got up and walked away. I mean, the murder, the chaos, the mayhem, uh, yeah. every story, every story on every news, it, it's horrendous. I mean, I know it's, it's like Ukraine limited. without the wetness now. You know, Ukraine's got oh, a little bit of a soggy problem. Other than that, they're very similar. The other thing you've got to remember, Kevin, is how old is your old man? Uh, he's going to be 80 in January. Okay, listen, this is one they can't resist. I like this. I'm going to tell you what I did with my nana that I just told you a story about. She, she lived on top of an auto parts store, and everybody wanted my nana. Well, most people did. We all wanted her come and live with us. So I used to take her to Caputo's because she loved Caputo's. For up until the day she died, she loved fresh food. She didn't like stuff in the cabinet. So I said, come on, I'll, I'll take you to Caputo's. We will go down, and I help her in the car. I get her in the car, and I drove her right by my mother's house. Now you live here. Get upstairs. That's what you do with the old man. You go get their clothes oh, later, he, you tell them you'll get new clothes. He's never going to leave. Yeah, yeah, he's never I mean. going to leave. He's, he's stuck. He's stuck. And, and it's, uh, you know, it, it's unfortunate. But um, I, yeah. I will say I, 
I haven't checked in during the week to the show. Uh, can't wait to listen to the podcast on my 1,800-mile oh, drive back. I'm very excited. I can't wait. Thank you, brother. If you need anybody to check on him, you uh, you let the studio know. We got Squirrel is on his way home. We'll, we'll oh, we got him. him. He, we, got, right. we got family. We're good. Stop my right. We're great. Everything's great. Great to All see right. him, and great to talk to you, buddy. Have a good one. You too, brother. Thank you. Is this Adrian? Yeah, Adrian. I'm here. Adrian! Hey! Right. How are you? <laughs> don't do don't do the thing to me, okay? All right. Listen, well, I called because I was I told Honey Bunny I was working in the yard, came back to look at the phone, and I got this email from Gavin Newsom of all people. Was he inviting you to like a menage a trois like he used to do with what, his old wife? Twenty eighth no? twenty eighth amendment thing. Oh. I mean, what the heck is that? And where the know. hell did they get my freaking phone number? I don't know. You got one of those seven hundred eight numbers? No. All right. Because I, no, I, 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 I still, I still have my original phone on on one of my phones, and they just must assume I'm a Chicago Democrat. I get all that stuff all the time. Don't worry about it. It's the NSA. <laughs> They've it. got you tapped. It's like Mother Russia. The TV watches you now. That's what they're doing. Thank you very much, Adrian. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. I was just listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting, sexist pig, and an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM five sixty. The answer. I can know. I know who this is. She was sexy. Oh, Charo. This is Charo. Aged beautifully, dude. You know, through the years, man, did she age beautifully. Charo was it. She's still alive, squad. I don't know. She is. She's not dancing around now. Chris Homer Glenn. Hey, Sean. Um, I had a quick question. I just read this morning about Pritzker uh, signing new legislation that. Anything to do with the Illinois Constitution can only be heard in, like, Stegman County and, and Cook. Cook County. Yeah, that's yeah. where all the what Democrat is that about? judges. That's where all the Democrat judges are. That's how you squash a problem. And you know what else he signed? A 5% raise to these political dimwits that sit on their ass and kiss his. 5%. They just got a I, kicker. 5% raise. You know, by inflation. Oh, yeah, it's just true, Chris. I like the way you think. You got you know, you to kick it up. I mean, after all, those are the assets of the enemies. To freedom and liberty and capitalism. Thank you, Chris. Stay safe. And uh, that's why when people go, you know, some people make fun of me. Oh, you're mo- well, of course I did. That's not America. We're Democrats. Well, for instance, the 28th Amendment that any twosome Newsom is trying to uh, get motivated that he's sending to our friends here in Chicago, instituting a reasonable waiting period for all gun purchases. So I'm wondering, <clears throat> not that it matters to me. Believe me, I'm stacked and racked. But all the women out there who are being harassed by old boyfriends and neighbors and what's the reasonable wait period until they get murdered you know this is really is just looking busy but that's what democrats do whether they're in illinois the sewer once great city chicago new york new jersey or california they want you to think they're doing something but what does it look like when they're really in charge of something like say the atf how many guns has the atf lost um I'm not sure I understand the question. Um, uh, Is it a difficult question to understand? Uh, Moron. Well, I I don't know if you're referring to 
any particular incident or time How many period. instances should we be looking at where you've lost guns? Um, so now, we're not talking about the one with Fast and Furious where we armed the cartels and pretended we didn't with the dimwit and diapers. Or no, that's he was the vice president. That was Barack. He likes big butts and he cannot lie. And Eric Holder. We're talking about now. And I believe he says we lose guns every day. Did you know that? So if, if what you're referring to is what happened at the National Destruction Branch, no guns were lost. They were stolen by an individual who's now in prison, right. uh, who was right. not an but, ATF employee. But there were recommendations made on what you should do so that you don't become the victim of the theft. And the inspector general saying you're not following them. I'm quoting directly from the inspector general's report. Thousands of firearms, firearms, parts and ammunition had been stolen from the ATF, you're getting robbed on one hand, so you can't keep a hold of the guns you're supposed to have, but then you do keep a hold of a bunch of stuff you're not supposed to have a hold of. So do the thieves that steal the guns from our government, what's their waiting period? Hey, Newsom, with your slick back hair and your Getty oil money, what's their waiting period, stupid? You just stick in that sewer you created, just like J.B. Pritzker and all the other dimwits, including Cuomo. He went radio silent for a while, didn't he? Whatever happened to Cuomo? He's rubbing somebody's derriere. Uh, Mitchell, this plane. Don't you love, Sean, that when Democrats do a deep dive in history, the reason why Kennedy beats Nixon is because of one reason. You got Sam Giancana, you got Jimmy Hoffa, who basically did not want to deal with the Kennedys, and he was convinced by Sam Giancana and the mafia. So what does the mafia do, or what does Kennedy do? Once they get elected, they go half of the mafia, and that's what you have in terms you know, of what I call but here's, November 27th. You know, here's what you got. You got one of those people in that story, just one of them, who got exactly what he deserved. And they still haven't found him. Where's Hoffa? Where is he, that crooked bastard? Good for him. Who's in charge of the Teamsters? Always oh, kid. Yeah, I'm sure he's totally different. He didn't learn how to be a gangster. Nah. He was busy. He was busy. He was learning. He was reading. George Naperville. Sean, I was listening to your show when your friend Verlan was on, and it's obvious that you and him have a mutual love and respect for each other. But I heard that after his radio time with you, he flew del- directly to Rome to petition for sainthood if our current pope did not survive his recent medical procedure. Now, don't hang up, you. Don't hang up, you. Okay. Because okay. you, you actually come to my cigar store, too. And yes, you've, been, you've been there when Verlan was there, correct? Correct. And you've seen us have our little debates, right? Yes. And you've seen other people participate in those debates. But did you ever see anybody accuse somebody else of racism? No. You'd only see and that. I know, and I know you are the farthest thing from that, Sean. No, I don't. I don't even want to defend a myself. Fun with you. But you know, the best thing is, George, like you learned this because we're from the same neighborhood, me and George. We learned this when we were kids. I really don't give a rip what crooked cockroaches think. I never did. Thank you very much, George in Naperville. And you shouldn't either. You see, they're going to try and intimidate you. They're going to call you all kinds of names, but they'll never discuss the facts because the facts prove this government, both Republican and Democrat, the large majority of Republicans, in on the same scheme you think is there. Listen to the little voice. You're right. The election was stolen. The vaccine not only doesn't work, it hurts people. Fascism is real. We lost three years of our lives only in these real strong Democrat sewers. Remember that and treat them the way they deserve to be treated. 312-642-5600. Maybe Slowpoke is pretty slow downstairs in the feet, but he's pretty fast upstairs in the cabeza. I cook around.
This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me. My next guest, resume is beyond fascinating and interesting. He's a well-accomplished author of numerous, numerous books. He is a contributing editor to American Greatness. He's the author of a new book, Biohacked, China's Race to Control Life. His name is Brandon Weikert. Brandon, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you for uh, enlightening the people, because this is something that, to me... If you pay attention to history, if you understand the philosophy of communists in general, but more importantly, Chinese communists, this is something that the people need to learn. This is a well-orchestrated, well-manipulated, decades-old plan to uh, have controlled demolition of the American, not just way of life or standard of living, but the principles of Americanism. Do I have it right? 100%. 100% correct, yes. And they're doing it using uh, biotechnology, uh, the, the, the building blocks of life, literally, they're trying to manipulate, and they are, to destroy our way of life and our people, and to empower their way of life, authoritarian way of life, and their ethnic Han people. And this is something that throughout history, not just Sun Tzu, but throughout history, this has been the mission, to control everything. And it's fascinating to me that Americans allow the Chinese Communist Party to own politicians, to own lobbying firms, to own cities. My own city of Chicago, the Daily Syndicate family, was interwoven with them, their buildings, the businesses, everything. And it seems to be that they, although they have a lot of Republicans, they really focus on the Democrats. Why is it so many American people are ignorant to this? Well, because the Democrats control the liberals, control the media, they control academia. I'm actually a Chicago guy. I I went to school in Chicago. I went to DePaul University. Um, You know, the whole university system there is controlled by the left. Um, And so, you know, how can they know if every venue, including social media, until very recently, Twitter, you know, Elon bought them, so that's changing now. But until very recently, every area of information that we could possibly get information from was controlled by the left, and the left doesn't want us to know these things, so the sources of information aren't easily readily available to ordinary people. So you went to school, college in Chicago. Give me the years. Yeah, I went to Do you DePaul. mind? Yep. Give me the years. Uh, that would have been 20, what was it, 2010 or 2009 to 2013. So you're a youngin. So let me tell you about an old Chicagoan. I grew up there my whole life. Uh, Worked there every day for 30 years. I don't buy Elon for this reason. He's interwoven with the Chinese communists and has been for decades. Interwoven. So this idea that he is going to help us is something I am extremely suspicious of because he would be the perfect stalking horse for all of the people who can see a little bit of the The camel's nose, but not the whole camel in the hump. So that's my fear with Elon, because the Chinese Communist Party, they're smarter than the average bear. bear. 
And they have a, uh, always have an alternative plan for the people who may be suspicious of plan A, right? Absolutely. You're right. And, and the thing with Elon Musk is he's got multi-businesses. Uh, he's got multiple businesses. So, uh, for instance, with my first book, Winning Space, it was all about the space race with China and Russia. And Elon Musk is a huge help in that domain. He, his rockets are built in America. He employs Americans. It's an all-American program. Uh, but you're right. When it comes to Tesla, he's got a lot of investments in China, very much so. And that's a problem. Uh, but I think with both SpaceX and Twitter, I think that there's a uh, Elon Musk is not yet doing things that would harm our interest. Uh, Tesla's another story. Uh, but I think that you have to take a uh, business by business venture. Uh, and I think you look at Twitter and I think that he has a vested interest in freedom of speech. I think that, that this really was right. about, you know, him trying to keep freedom of speech going because he didn't agree with the vaccine mandate. He didn't like that Babylon B, his favorite satire website, was canceled. And so I think this is a good thing for us. We have to take it by a case-by-case basis, though, as always. Now, I want you to explain the, the, the word biohacked. Because are you, are you discussing, like, the Wuhan lab, the fact that Pfizer opened the research and development in 2009, the Americans underwrote it, and the stupidity that uh, we have helped create the greatest biological weapon? Or is this another direction? So it's a little bit of all of the above, but in terms of the term biohack, that's a very specific term. Think of computer hacking, right? What do you do with a computer when you hack it? You break into it and you rewrite the programming to yeah. something that you want it to do. Well, that's what biohacking is. And there's two different kinds of biohacking. You've got, just like with hacking on the computer side, you've got individuals in their basement, in their garages, taking uh, CRISPR-Cas9 and trying to augment their or other people's genes, uh, and they're, they're basically manipulating the genetic code of an individual or an animal or a plant to huh. add in desirable traits or to take out de- undesirable traits. That's on the individual level, level. And there's a whole community in America and throughout the world. Uh, the Biohacking Congress meets in Miami every year, uh, and they, MIT goes there, and basically it's a group of ethical biohackers. But then you've also got nations getting involved. And China, in my opinion, is leading the, the world in biohacking, using this gene editing tool that we created in America called CRISPR-Cas9, where they go in and they can splice genes either in a human being, an animal, or of a, of a disease, and they can put in desirable traits and they can pull out undesirable traits. And that's biohacking in a nutshell. It's hacking the human or animal or plant genome and perfecting it or changing it to your specification. Now, I'm of two minds on this. I don't know when the last time you were in Chicago is, but, you know, if you can improve the looks of some of these Democrats like Lori Lightfoot or Dr. Awardy, I say go for it. However, well, maybe they've already been biohacked. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, then they got the wrong dose. But uh, the, the reality is, where can this lead to for America in general? And how do you get into somebody's genome? I don't. I haven't been to the doctor since 1982, and I say my, my doctor is Dr. Pepper. So how do you get somebody like me? So basically, you're shedding DNA every day, and whether you are meaning to or not, or whether you, I mean, obviously, if you're not going to the doctor, it's a little bit different, but most people are going to their doctor, especially now that they were mandated to get these vaccines and they had ah. to get samples. So basically, when, you talk to, when you're talking genetics, it's a lot like being a computer programmer, only instead of manipulating ones and zeros in the you know, computer world, you're manipulating DNA. 
And so that's what that's what geneticists do. They're basically think of them as computer programmers only for human DNA, animal DNA, plant DNA. And so what they do is they take all of these samples that they're they're being given and they're putting it into giant databases and they're manipulating the databases. Now normally it's benign, but in China's case, the Beijing Genomics Institute (BGI) has the world's largest gene bank. And what they're doing is they're putting everyone, not just their peoples, but the whole world they're collecting through their, their uh, front organizations, their biotech firms that are actually state-owned, and they're collecting everybody's DNA, and they're putting it into this gene bank. And then what they're doing is they're using artificial intelligence to collate all that information quickly and to figure out not just at the group level, but at the individual level, what your weakness is. What your weak, what your weaknesses are, how they can manipulate your DNA to make you more susceptible to a certain illness, or to figure out what would make you tick, to how to make you addicted to something, really? you name it. So that's this the is, end game, and you're sure they're the not game. just looking for chest hair. You're sure. It, 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 I'm a hundred percent certain, and the Chinese right. military calls this specific ethnic genetic attacks. Huh. So I. I, I... Obviously, then, it's, it's mass genocide. The only goal that you're yes. describing is genocide. Yes, and by the way, the, the proof of concept is being done on the Uyghurs. The first thing those Muslim, Turkic, Chinese Uyghurs are forced to do when they're put in their concentration camps that the Chinese government is running in Xinjiang, the first thing they're required to do is hand over DNA samples, blood, spit, urine, semen, hair, all of it. It has to be handed over forcibly. They, wow. they, they, they force it out of them. What do they do with that information? They send it back to the Beijing Genomics Institute, which then puts that into their, their gene bank. Again, the world's largest. And then what they're doing is they're trying to figure out with that particular group of people, what are they susceptible to at the genetic level? What kind of disease or illness can be engineered, bioengineered, and then deployed against them to wipe them out quickly, quietly, and without the Chinese Communist Party's fingerprints being on it. So think of what the Nazis, and, and I know everybody says everything's like the Nazis that they don't like now, but in this case, the Chinese Communist Party is truly the closest thing to the Nazis that we have today. And think of what the Nazis were doing with the six million Jews. Think about how they were using chemicals to kill them. They were using science to kill them. Well, this is now scaled up at a much scarier level now, because they're going to do this in China silently. And, oh, by the way, you have Western elites not only looking the other way, but in some cases funding the research that's going on into the program that's going to be used to kill them. And then, by the way, once they wipe out the, the Muslim Uyghurs, the Chinese are going to then turn around and they're going to use it on the rest of the world, starting with you and I in America. So how long did you research this information? Well, it's been going on for years. I, I was covering uh, biotech in China in 2017 and 18 for American Greatness. So I was talking biotech in China long before COVID happened. And then COVID happened, and I was like, this is connected to what I've been writing on at American Greatness. It has to be. And I happen to be married to a wonderful woman who is also a Yale-trained geneticist, and she actually worked at NIH. Dr. Collins and Dr. Fauci, and uh, she actually, when when COVID hit, I was I talked to the military a lot. I was in a military base, and a couple of Marine Corps Intel guys came up to me, and they were using terms like biological 9/11, and the military was actually and still is convinced that this was a bioweapons attack, whether it was intentional or not. They think this thing came from a lab, and the Chinese covered it up, hoping it would take us out. 
And so I was telling my wife about, you know, gain of function tests. And she looked at me because, of course, I'm not a, I'm not a medical person by training. She looked at me and she says, oh, yeah, yeah, this is stuff we were doing in 2015 in partnership with University of North Carolina. She says, it sounds like what, what this COVID thing is, is the SHC014 gene. And I go, what is that? And so that's what spiraled me into researching this. And then I started saying, oh, my gosh, this is a book. This, I've got to write this because no one else at the time was talking about this. I tried to get the book published else, you know, in 2020, it was ready to go. Nobody would publish me until I found my current publisher encounter. They were so wonderful. Uh, but I, this book was ready to go three years ago. It was ready to rock and roll three years, but nobody would touch it with a 10-foot pole because I had the truth. That's the most aggravating part of this, because if you looked yes. into this and you can see the way in which it's set up with Pfizer opening a research and development lab. Now, they could have opened it anywhere, and you open it in Wuhan, China, and then you see... Eco Health Alliance, you see the scandal with NIH, but yet yeah. nothing comes of it. And then there's the other part that I felt was a plot, and I'll tell you what I mean by that. In my mind, there is no question that COVID was engineered as a bioweapon. There's no question. But what the Chinese and what Marxists and communists and Nazis, one of their favorite tricks is to get people to turn to their abuser for help. Yeah. And that's exactly what I saw with the so-called vaccine named Warp Speed. And it was insanity to me that you would, you know, charge these people. So now if you didn't get COVID or if you did what I did, you put mustard on it and kicked its ass like it was stealing your car radio and you still go back and get the vaccine. Now you may have had a better opportunity for this Geno nonsense. Do I have it right? Yeah. Well, so the thing to remember, so I always tell people, and this is because I'm I'm married to a woman who's in medicine. I I always tell people I'm not anti-vax, but I'm very skeptical about this vaccine. And I will tell you why. Because the mRNA, it's a wonderful idea on paper. If they can go in and genetically engineer out cancer or coronavirus or whatever, save a lot of lives. That sounds great on paper. But the problem is, this is so rudimentary. We're so not good at this. The fact that they forced a rudimentary experimental vaccine to be taken by the whole population, that is the problem here. That's the issue. And then the Trump administration and the Biden administration after them basically indemnified and protected all of the biotech companies involved in the vaccine production, said that even if there's a there's a side effect that can be traced back 25 years from now, that can be traced back to those forced mandated vaccines, doesn't matter. They can't be sued by the people affected by those side effects. That to me is criminal. That to me is horrible. And um, if you look at what the vaccines do, the mRNA. It doesn't directly change your genes, because that's how people get canceled when they say it's, it's changing your genes, because they, they get you on a technicality. What it's doing is it's affecting you at the epigenetic level. So let's say that you are more disposed to get cancer, but yet you've never developed a certain cancer, and you never would have had you not been introduced to an environmental change. In this case, possibly, and I'm not saying these vaccines cause cancer, but some side effects let's say that you are susceptible to, you get the vaccine, it affects you at the epigenetic level, and quite possibly you're going to now develop the disease that you hadn't yet developed and probably wouldn't have developed. It's just that you were genetically predisposed to it if introduced to certain environmental factors. So that's the problem with these vaccines. Brandon, not verbatim, but I have been lucky enough to have Dr. Uh, Robert Malone on my show a couple of times, and we've become kind of friendly, and he's been saying this. Not, yeah, not verbatim, but he's been saying this. And then you yeah. see something that you could only see in foreign countries up until the year 2020. You see censorship of this information. 
And That's that, to me, was the absolute tell. And that is why uh, books like yours are important and people like you are important. I, I, listen, I can't thank you enough for doing this. because Thank in the you future, for having me. It's nice in, to be talking to Chicago again. In the future, people are going to need you. Now, I'm going to ask you, because I, I, I pronounced your I wanted to pronounce your name right the first time, but the money, honey, Maria Bartaroma, pronounced it wrong. So it's I Weikert, it. right? It's, it's Brandon Weikert. Yeah. But I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be so rude. Marie is wonderful. I'm not. Gonna, oh, I love Maria. You kidding me? I was in the markets. I've been. I've had a crush on her for forty years. In the meantime, <laughs> she's great. Was there a van? <laughs> and did you have a grandfather that knocked off the van? No, no, right, no. Uh, the Weikerts, right. no. We, 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 we protected the old kings of Prussia, supposedly. Oh, I love that. I love that. All right, well, listen, I, I really, I appreciate you, Brandon, for the book. Thank you for having me. For what me. you do. Oh, and you, you, yeah, well, you let me know anytime you want to come back, all right? I will. I will. Thank you, sir. The new book is Biohack, China's Race to Control Life. He is Brandon Weikart. We'll be back after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The Answer. AM560. The Answer. Una cosa me da risa, Pancho Villa sin camisa, ya se van los carrancistas, porque viene la villista. You know what? You're making me hungry. One of my favorite restaurants and my favorite people are the uh, people at Maria's in Elmwood Park, the best Mexican food you've ever had, ever. And she is the best lady, and her kids are wonderful. Um, but you're playing that because I know why you're playing it. In the meantime... The Democrats are really ro- loathsome people. They really are. They lie to you. They destroy the economy and tell you that it's great. I was going to play the clips of the welfare queen, but that's, that's upsetting. Because more and more people are going to have to turn to that system. You see, they're losing their jobs as a result of this dimwood in diapers. Yes, they are. Businesses are forced to fire employees from sea to shining sea. And it's being covered up by the media writ large, except for a couple of financial stations. The number of Americans filing new claims for unemployment benefits last week surged to a near two-year high. Data from the Labor Department on Thursday... Sh- I know why that's squ- scary, squirrel. Because two years ago, we were in the midst of fascism in Democrat mafia-controlled states. And now we're back up to that? So when manhands comes on and tell you we need to tax people, that is because the pool of us that are surviving in feudalnomics, not Bidenomics... Feudalnomics. I'm sure there's someone here from the Wall Street Journal and other um, publications that are talking about Bidenomics. I didn't realize it was, uh, I had Bidenomics going. But now you sound great, doesn't he? He sounds like he died last Tuesday. Son of a gun. In the meantime, he's destroying my, cu- my country today. So the 261,000 new claims were filed for the week ended June 3rd, an increase of 28,000 from the prior week. That's more than economists polled by Reuters had expected. Sure it is. And if you see the businesses that go on, I mean the ones that aren't created as a pass-through for the corrupt uh, syndicates of the uh, Biden crime family, among other issues that they have at hand. You notice I have never once, not one single time, suggested to the Justice Department what they should do or not do, relative to bringing a charge or not bringing a charge. I'm honest. You're honest. You haven't been honest a day in your crooked, short-in-the-pants life, you diaper-wearing dimwit. And that goes for pretty much all of you Democrats. Like their new hero, the Levi Strauss heiress. His name is Goldman. Do you view this as legitimate oversight? Do you understand why Republicans want to hold the FBI director in contempt? 
Uh, no, I don't at all. And I don't both for procedural reasons and for substantive reasons. First on the You know why um, trust fund babies like Goldman and Pritzker uh, are Democrats? Do you know why, Squirrel? Because the funds in which they get their money, see, they're bust outs in real life. Like most trust fund babies, bust outs. They get their money from money that somebody else made. And the way it still accrues money, they don't pay taxes on it until they take it. And they have tricky little ways to take it and write out. So th that's why they're Democrats. And the other reason is they don't like the competition. You see, they don't like a system where an immigrant can come to this country and all of a sudden move next door to the gold man. See, because he's an American elitist, a phony erudite. And they all, uh, they all have a little chip on their shoulder. It might be because they're also repulsive looking. Procedural side, the FBI director has substantially complied by providing the chairman and ranking member access to this document, which, if disseminated to the rest of the committee, uh, might impede on the confidentiality of sources. But more in. You mean like the one you, you, you fire and you go after and you make sure they can't get any money and you try to put them out of their house, whether they have kids or not? Like the FBI whistleblower you're going after? Not the other three. But just the one with the four little girls. On one side, Democrats, team reasonable, team normal, and team get stuff done. Speaking of team normal, let's go to Congresswoman Kakai, formerly known as Jayapal. Um, clearly, there is an agenda here, and it is about impeaching Secretary Mayorkas. I want to take a step back and just say that it is quite stunning uh, to have some of the witnesses here today uh, that have the audacity to come before this subcommittee and attack the current Homeland Security Secretary, Mr. Wolf, who was chief of staff. Find out what that disease is, Squirrel, no matter where she turns her head. Her left eye points north. Find out. The cockeye. I think it's called the cockeye. Craig and Mount Greenwood. Hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. How are you doing today? Good, good. Thank you. Okay, good. Hey, uh, I'm an old guy. I got 10 grandkids and stuff like that. And, uh, so 10 grandkids? You got a TV in the house? Yeah. Go ahead. Can you pull out of a parking place? Go ahead. Oh, yeah. All right. Hey, uh, so what I'm so annoyed about is the future for those grandkids. I mean, because there is no future because there's why. Whether it be the uh, Bidens, the Obamas, the, uh, the uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, Here, let's do this. Let's play a game. Whether it's the Chris Christie's. How about that husky fellow? Or, and 90% of the Republicans. It's the same thing, brother. Yeah, but here's the, here's the bottom line. I've been waiting and waiting for somebody out of any of that group and everything to be any kind of like a little bit of a justice or anybody to basically say some kind of anything, and it's nothing. And all I hear is about, oh, Trump's going to get indicted on this, he's going to get indicted in Florida, and then it's in D.C., and they're going after this one. This country is gut shot, Sean. It's gut shot 100%. There's no justice. I'm yeah, telling you there's no justice in this country, the, and I don't believe nah, there's... Craig, the hope is other states. There's other states. There's 20 states that are partaking in convention in the states and looking to nullify the corrupt federal government because they're not going to watch themselves. They're not, they're, they don't have the integrity or the character to have true oversight. That's why they reject it on every single level. And what they need is just more ways to corrupt bureaucracies, and they need those foot soldiers of the Marxist mafia to have a strong foothold in those bureaucracies. And that's the game. But there are states out there that are rejecting it, and that's the good news.
House Minority Leader Mr. Jeffries uh, tweeted, we, meaning Democrats, saved America from the extreme right wing plot to crash the economy. I I believe he was referencing the debt deal. Uh, He then said they, as in Republicans, are wasting time in a phony effort to save kitchen appliances. So Elon Musk wrote back, how? What nefarious actions are Republicans taking to crash the economy? He opens up the conversation on the public square, which is Twitter, after Hakeem Jeffries made a pretty extreme allegation. It's not an allegation. It's what he was able to do because Republicans funded it. That's the problem with it. And now you're going to have to wait till after the election. There's no freaking election. There's a selection. Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean. How are you you doing tonight? Good. How are you? John, I heard you talking about Chris Christie. What do you think of Landmark attacking Trump the way he does? Sounds like he's more of a Democrat than he is a uh, Republican. And that's because he's, he's a Republican out, uh, from, from New Jersey. How do you get elected in New Jersey? How you doing? How do you get elected? Not to mention, thank you for the call, Rich. Every time I look at him, he had the gastro bypass surgery. What did he do? Put A1 sauce on the band and eat it? Trump, uh... Last night, in response to you running, uh, ran a rather mocking uh, video. Uh, I guess he's he's making fun of your weight. When I saw Jake, I, I just renewed in my own mind what a child he is. He's a baby. Um, whenever you want to criticize him, I mean, anyway, that's the way he responds. And you and I are both lucky. No, we could criticize you on what your governorship was. We could criticize you on a lot of things. But it's also fun. To make fun of you because you're built like a snowman in America in the year 2023. Do you have to eat everything, fatso? What exactly is so delicious that you cannot resist it? Can you give a name of a restaurant? Can you help the people understand how you're 400 pounds after they cut off half your stomach? Enough to be parents. Um, And if we had a child who conducted themselves like that, um, we'd send them to their room. Yeah. Yeah, well, if I had a child who constantly ate everything in the house, no matter what I did for him, I would have to lock him in his room, too. I think you might be on to something, Chris Christie. What do you say we lock you in a room? The way you support locking up protesters to a stolen election. You don't say anything about that. You don't say anything about the the vaccine. You don't say anything about the funny money. In fact, all you do is make fun of people. And that's kind of rich, isn't it? Coming from the Michelin man, Fatso. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I love the fact that media... You want to talk about gut chat. I know that's a phrase that doesn't resonate with a lot of people who don't watch Western. But it takes a while. And before you know it, it's gone. I don't think America's gut chat. But I think the mafia's got shot. I really do. CNN fires another moron Marxist fraud. They're scrambling. Their revenue down 40%. Twitter changes the game of not just uh, revenue, because it changes it drastically. It changes the fact that you no longer have to pretend the Marxist mafia propaganda machine called media is the only venue. It's not. And if you want the truth, I'll tell you, I love Tucker Carlson. I love the idea he's got to show. I'm depressed that his first video was only, what, 11 minutes? Keep it up, they'll make you be quiet. Trust us. That's how they maintain control. When Western tourists first started traveling in large numbers to the Soviet Union in the early 1970s,
They found that many Russians had a completely warped understanding of the United States. They thought that Americans lived in grinding poverty in a state of perpetual race war and were desperate to flee to the freedom and prosperity of the Eastern Bloc. They thought this because that's what they had been told. They had no way to know otherwise. The few Russians who understood what was really going on in the rest of the world had learned about it from listening to shortwave radio broadcasts, sometimes under the covers so the neighbors wouldn't hear. Fifty years later, it is bewildering to consider the ironies here. We're the ones who live in ignorance now. The U.S. government has managed to classify more than a billion so-called public documents. So at this point, we can't possibly know what our leaders are doing. We're not allowed to know. By definition, that is not a democracy. Yet it's fine with the media. Secrecy is a powerful tool of control. We've had the evidence since before the election that Joe Biden is an asset of enemies, foreign and domestic. We know that. Now he comes out and says he's honest. He's never told the truth in his life. Do you remember why in 1988 he had to withdraw? Because he lied. That's all he ever does. Honest and the name Biden in the future will never be in the same sentence. Um, But however, what will be the judgment of this society is the resistance to the organized syndicate and the mafia. And if we upheld the principles of Americanism. Twitter shared a trove of internal documents with Matt Taibbi of Substack. Those documents are coming out again as we speak. And what they prove so far is very serious. Those documents show a systemic violation of the First Amendment, the largest example of that in modern history. These documents show that, among other things, political officials in the Democratic National Committee were directing censorship at Twitter ahead of the 2020 election. One Twitter official wrote on October 24th, 2020, that he had received, quote, an additional report from the DNC. So the DNC was telling Twitter what to pull off the site, and Twitter was complying. Next morning... I want you to understand, in the future, this will not be accepted. We're going through American Dark Ages. We're going through the time when America allowed the greatest crook in political history to steal the most powerful office in the world. Ladies and gentlemen, distinguished guests, please remain in your seats as the principals and official delegations depart the East Room. I'm supposed to walk off the stage now. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. The bribery allegation. Congresswoman Nancy May says there's damning evidence in the FBI file that you sold out the country. Do you have a response to congressional Republicans? Where's the money? I'm joking. Mr. President, Mr. President, I'm a bunch of malarkey. Welcome back. It's time for the Hot Topic Buzz. Emails revealing Hunter Biden worked with executives from a China-based company back in 2016 in hopes to find potential investors for a movie production venture. It was all happening while his father was vice president. In September of 2016, another email lays out the itinerary for a trip that Hunter was taking to China with business executives who had deep ties to the CCP. The future of this country will not only laugh and make fun of this particular time in America, they will make sure that any politician that is an obvious asset of enemies foreign and domestic will never hold an office in this country again. You just have to have hope because in the future, this kind of fraud will be rejected 
Now, the Fox Business exclusive, Hunter Biden and a former Biden aide invested in two Chinese companies with ties to the top levels of the Chinese Communist Party and its military. Emails show that as recent as 2017, Hunter's private equity firm held a 5% stake in Harv's Amusement Parks, an interest in Harv's sports and entertainment. Both are backed by China's development bank. Why would none of this be on the news? It's brought to you by Pfizer. CBS Health Watch, sponsored by Pfizer. Anderson Cooper 360. Brought to you by Pfizer. ABC News Nightline. Brought to you by Pfizer. Making a difference. Brought to you by Pfizer. And they have zero credibility. The only entity that has less credibility is the FBI. We'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so Fascinating, fascinating next guest. The story of his life, relatively young, is going to make you wonder what you were doing. He graduates Notre Dame with a degree in accounting. Only works in business for four years, then becomes a beat cop. From there, four years later, he goes into the FBI. Bounces around, does everything from SWAT in the FBI to investigating child exploitation, human trafficking, you name it. Then he he ends up with domestic terrorism as a caseworker. All of a sudden, in September of 2022, he is indefinitely suspended because he saw something he didn't like and he decided to blow the whistle. His name is Stephen Friend. The new book is True Blue, My Journey, journey excuse me, from Beat Cop to Suspended FBI Whistleblower. How are you, Stephen? I'm doing great, Sean. Thanks for having me today. I'm sorry that you have to be here because your story should continue. You should have been able to see something you didn't like, tell people in authority, and not only save your career, but save the integrity of an entity, a bureaucracy that is now a punchline called the FBI. I agree with you 100%. And uh, I think that the one thing that's been lost in all of this, especially by our members of Congress who accused me and my counterparts a few weeks ago of being uh, so-called whistleblowers, is that uh, we don't have to be right. We just have to be reasonable. We all brought reasonable concerns forward because we wanted to make the FBI better and course correct, and we wanted to go back to doing our jobs. But unfortunately, you catch all the flack over the target, and I think that all the resources and and guns from the FBI were turned on the messenger as opposed to trying to fix the problem. You know, Stephen, I think Americans were were, um, born into such principled nation, such a, 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 a almost now misunderstanding of what honesty and integrity is. They took it for granted. And as we are devolving into a government supremacist society, it makes you think about all of the former KGB agents that wanted to have honesty and integrity and how they must have been treated. And when you look to Venezuela or Mexico and you see that good cops are often attacked by their government, not just the cartels, it's starting to feel very third world to me. And as I watched you guys testify, as I heard the stories, it's infuriating because I have yet to hear what the future looks like. As all it looks like to me is is, is political advertising. 
What, in your opinion, will be the catalyst to straighten out the corruption in our government? I think it's going to take a tremendous amount of courage from uh, from our elected officials to actually assess the problems and actually pull the pin on this grenade that is the FBI and uh, and basically just reboot it. Um, I, I don't think that it, it is worth redeeming at this point. Uh, I think that the courage is going to come in in taking the slings and arrows attached to being labeled a defund the police type of politician, when in fact that's not true. It needs to be reimagined and needs to be localized to uh, to, to the people who really know what's going on in their communities, and it's completely doable. Uh, there's a, already a, a sort of a beta tested that's been the FBI has been using for years in the form of task force officers from local departments and agencies. Uh, and I think that it's going to be incumbent on our elected officials to explain that to the American people so that there's just the term of uh, the idea of not having an FBI uh, isn't going to be so intimidating to them. The old expression of who watches the watchers, it's actually supposed to be the FBI that watches the watchers, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, you would think so, which is why the Oversight Committee uh, should have held Christopher Wray in contempt even when he eventually complied this week. Now, I attack a lot of the FBI, but you'll have to forgive me, Stephen. I grew up in Chicago, and it's a fascinating place. It really is. Once a great city, thriving businesses, people working everywhere. Uh, it was never a utopia, but it was a functioning big, big city. However, for decades, the political mafia grew and grew and grew to where everybody knew it. I mean, everybody, Stephen. From the guy who's drying off your car at the car wash to your accountant, everybody knew that the Democrat machine in Chicago was a mafia. We started to adopt the word clout. And they shook down international companies like ComEd. And in the end, they don't even go to court. Should there not be rules in place? But who's going to put them in place when the government has been infiltrated by nefarious characters and they've taken that Soviet-style cut-me-in-or-cut-it-out and there's a lot of money floating around, isn't there? Oh, absolutely. Which is one of the, the the two whistleblowing allegations I brought forward that's attached to. Uh, I mean, essentially, one element of my complaint that I uh, brought out was that the January 6th cases should be one case, but instead the FBI has contrived a way to depart from the rules and open a separate case for every single person, spread the cases around the country, generate this false statistical narrative that domestic terrorism is on the rise when it in fact is not around the country. And uh, the one element that everybody should be aware of is <clears throat> meeting the quota that the FBI sets for itself is tied to compensation for the leaders. So people get paid money. They get bonuses in five-figure territory in order for, uh, after these, these cases have been opened. There was a big scandal in New York. I reported on it briefly. It didn't get much pickup in the, in the national media, and that was the FBI head in charge of counterterrorism was on the payroll of a European Russian and Ukrainian oligarchs. And it was like it just got a news headline and he stepped down. I still don't know what happened to him. How often does this happen where FBI agents are found with their hand in the cookie jar? Uh, it, it happens more often than you than the public's made aware of. And, and uh, we as a, agents and employees get a quarterly uh, email that sort of highlights the, the low lights, if you will, uh, about bad behavior on the part of anybody employed by the FBI. Um, and it's even though that document's unclassified, it is supposed to be kept in-house. The FBI is really worried about its image being tarnished, uh, but uh, it, is a, it is an agency that is supposed to serve the public, and that sort of stuff needs to be highlighted and spotlighted if the, if the FBI really wants to be uh, 
put up on, on a pedestal as, a, as being an organization that is, is all about integrity. Now, in Michigan, uh, with the governor, the kidnapping, that story was, I thought, earth-shattering. It was talked about on a couple of stations. Um, but ultimately, they had the court system that went along with it, and you put a group of guys away uh, for this, uh, what, were, what are they called, these, these guys that get together and shoot things in the forest? The uh, Wolverine Watchmen. Yeah, the, the militia, right? They had more FBI agents than they had guys. And there was a oh, yeah. case of entrapment and the rest of it. How often do you think that kind of procedure goes on? I'm not asking you for specifics. But that, to me, was something that should have made big news. And yet those guys who were, for lack of a better word, entrapped, are, they just got railroaded. They tried him again. It threw, was thrown out by one court, tried again. Did anything happen to the FBI agents for that? Uh, no. And actually, I was on that takedown uh, as part of the SWAT element for, for some of the subjects. And uh, the things that we were told when we were brought in were that they were highly sophisticated and they were trained and, and capable and they were prepared to engage in a gunfight with the FBI if they came into contact with us. So uh, talk about just being misrepresentation across the board. But I believe the uh, Richard Trask, the case agent there, was arrested for domestic violence when he uh, assaulted his wife after a swingers party. Uh, eventually, the other agents that were attempting to use that to catapult a private security career post-FBI uh, were removed so they never had to be testified or cross-examined on the stand. So the entire system moved in organized fashion in order to keep the FBI's image once again. Uh, but as far as infiltration, that is rampant, that the the, the uh, desire for domestic terrorism from our elected officials and our, our ruling elite vastly outstrips the supply in this country. And as a result, uh, informants and undercovers are constantly infiltrating organizations, and, and the downstream effect is that the informants actually encourage a lot of the bad behavior that winds up happening. And these people who are not predisposed to commit any sort of bad acts are then being led kind of in a Pied Piper fashion by uh, agents of the government. You know, uh, and I'm not just talking about Barry Seal in Mena, Arkansas, but I've been aware of kind of this go-along to get-along with corruption, and they always try to say we're going to get the head of the snake and you know all the rest of it. How many operations would you say uh, are, are commingling with very bad actors. And I say this as we look at a time when it feels like, in, in particular in big cities like Chicago, cartels really are unobstructed from their nefarious acts of distribution of either drugs or their money laundering scheme. Do you think there's a flaw in that kind of policing that says we must infiltrate these organizations, let them do it, and now we have 130,000 people killed from fentanyl and nobody really has dented the Sinaloa cartels or the rest of it, don't you think we should maybe reevaluate how we police, in particular in your old organization, the FBI? I think when you marry that with the, uh, the quota system that the FBI and the other federal law enforcement agencies have, it is a recipe for disaster. And, and, you, and it's been going on for decades. Uh, you know, if, if you read about in the details of the Fast and Furious case, which is uh, an ATF investigation, but it was, it was actually tied to, to the DEA and the FBI as well. And the, uh, the motivations for a case like that, where they were letting guns walk, uh, was tied to the fact that they could then claim that they seized the guns when they were later used for violence, or they were trying to get a wiretap, which is the most in invasive investigative tech 
tactic you can use because getting a wire would be would mean that, that people will get promoted and get bonuses for it. So anytime you're tying a quota system to uh, any sort of investigative yeah. tool or technique, it's just going to create uh, an, a perverse incentive. And they must know that. I mean, they're not stupid. People are, are crafty and they understand how to entrap or to circumvent or to expedite these kind of so-called um, rules and regulations to bastardize the Fifth and Fourth Amendment. But when you look at what you saw the last three years, and when you look at um, the so-called Capitol riots, and you hear the name Ray Epps, and you see senators ask FBI hierarchy, were there FBI agents that were in the Capitol dressed as Trump supporters and the rest of it? They're not really asking a question that they don't know the answer to, in your opinion, do they? No, no, I, I think that they're poorly phrasing it, though. And uh, if you ever listen to what Mr. Epps responses are, they're very lawyerly. He always says that he didn't work for the FBI. Well, a little inside baseball. If he, in fact, did as an informant work for the FBI, he would be admonished in a way that says you don't work for the FBI. So he's actually quoting back an admonishment. And if, in fact, he's not working for the FBI, he could be working for another agency. Again, he's back to being lawyerly. He's saying, I didn't work for the FBI. Well, that doesn't mean that he didn't work for the Department of Homeland Security or, or any one of the other many agencies that have informants that I'm very, very certain were infiltrating groups on January 6th. Now, when you um, look back at your experience and you see what it's like to say, I've had enough, and I am going to tell somebody. Do you think that the system of corruption and bureaucracies has drawn up a schematic to always have plausible deniability because the people that are the heads of it are all very political? They're all appointed. How many, how many would you say, uh, foot soldiers who worked their way up the way you did, joined the FBI, worked on the cases, did well, become that upper echelon that's actually making the decisions? Or is that upper echelon, for the most part, political apparatchiks? It's almost entirely the latter. It's a very self-selecting process. Uh, if you want to promote within any of these organizations, you have to come up with something new and novel and splashy to essentially grow government. And uh, it self-selects for a left-wing agenda there for those individuals, and they have to make the homage, uh, the, the the trip back and forth to Washington, D.C. on a constant basis. And just through osmosis, they get drawn into the swamp as a result of that. And these are people that are then years and eventually decades removed from doing the day-to-day -day work of, of a case agent and they are making these decisions uh, based on what the, the the political ramifications are, as opposed to doing the the job that they swore an oath to do, and that's protect the Constitution. Now, what we're talking about, and we've talked about a lot of topics, can all be discounted as conspiracy theory. This is an interesting phrase to me because when you put together a business plan in the real sector before you got into politics, when you were a graduate from Notre Dame and you were putting together business plans as an accountant. You were conspiring to create profit and uh, uh, something that could grow your foothold in the economy at that time. When you see what you've witnessed in the, in the government bureaucracies, in particular the FBI, would you say that the real conspiracy is that politics, politicians and party politics, has put together the perfect conspiracy to always protect itself from the truth and from righteousness and from the people? I would. I would. I, I think that uh, individuals that are, are ascending the ladder are setting themselves up for, for their own gain, and they're, they're 
it's a very small club and you ain't in it. And uh, that, that's that's really the motivation behind all that's gone on is in the last few years, especially when the mask has sort of fallen away here. The FBI is just willing to make the process the punishment for people who are perceived to be problematic to the ruling elite. And uh, as is the case now, it's it's uh, this this false label of domestic violent extremism, which is just frankly not true, uh, because the the, uh, the the folks that are kind of calling the shots at the top are, are have weaponized the FBI and made it a an apparatchik of an out of control government. So what's like life like now? Now that you've been maligned, now that you've been ostracized, uh, what does it look like for you? You spent how many years in the FBI? Seven. Uh, nine, just about, just short of nine. Uh, Fourteen years in law enforcement, um, so it's been obviously a disruption to the family. Uh, but uh, at the same time, I, you know, I can lay my head down at night, so it's a clear conscience. But uh, I, I actually had the opportunity to uh, to work now for the Center for Renewing America uh, as a fellow, and I'm giving uh, ad- advising on domestic intelligence and security issues that uh, are, are popping up in the FBI and other agencies around the government. Uh, and uh, and I had the opportunity here to, to publish this book here next week. It's coming out, and um, I'm hoping that as many people as possible get their, their eyeballs on it because it's not political. It's uh, just transparent, and, and uh, I think that that's vital information that should find its way into as many Americans' hands as, as, as it can. I always love the principles of Americanism, and I like the concept of a republic. I think it's been bastardized, and you have this duopoly. Um, even though you've gone through this, are you optimistic that the future will change it, that it will maybe get worse before it gets better for the short term, but ultimately the kind of scandals we're discussing, the fact that you have siblings and, and, and the fruit of the loins of politicians that are making hundreds of millions of dollars, do you think eventually this information will become so obvious that we have to correct it, or do you think we may devolve into a Venezuela Situation. What is your opinion after working in it and investigating? I'm curious to know what you think the future looks like. Well, I was I was pretty beaten down after about nine months of dealing with it and uh, pretty uh, negative in my outlook. And then I uh, I testified at Congress and I had two two men uh, who have become friends with uh, over the last few months um, sit next to me and and uh, I, I realized I wasn't alone. And uh, the fallout from that afterwards, where uh, we set up a, a a charitable uh, effort for those guys uh, and raised a half a million dollars in a week to make them whole. And those are guys who hadn't been paid in almost a year and in Marcus's case, a year and a half. And that came from thousands among thousands of small donations from Americans all across the country. And that really just filled my tank back up. Uh, I think that we can pull back from the brink. It's going to be a grassroots effort to do that. Um, I don't think that we'll look the same as we did before, but I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. The country existed before the FBI and before this, the current uh, government that we have and the way it's established and grown out of control, and uh, I think we'll, we'll, we can probably return to something that uh, is more in line with what our founders originally uh, saw for the country. Well, I am optimistic, and I'll tell you why. Would you, would, when you talk, you have me and everybody listening with you, and I think you have people that are with you that you have no idea about. I think you have hundreds of millions of people with you. So I want everybody to partake. Where can people go to support you and your fellow honest FBI agents? 
Uh, well, thank you. Uh, we have a Give, Send, Go set up. Uh, it's uh, Give, Send, Go slash Kyle Serafin. Uh, Kyle's not taking any money. He's just sort of set it up. Um, we've made those guys whole, but we're also building a war chest up uh, for the next whistleblowers to come forward uh, because we want to make sure that uh, nobody's family goes hungry because they decide to do the right thing. And, and, and then personally, my, uh, my book is out next week. It's available on Amazon. It's called True Blue, My Journey from Beat Cop to Suspended FBI Whistleblower. Uh, if, if you, I know it's tough, tough times now in the let's go branded economy, but uh, if, you, if you have a few extra dollars, uh, I, I'd really appreciate to folks get, get their hands on that. And then uh, it's an early Father's Day gift. If, if anybody wants to pick up a second copy and send it to 935 Pennsylvania Avenue Northwest to Christopher Ray for his yes. Father's Day, uh, I think that he could probably benefit from reading as well. Yes, and when I have you back, we're going to go, in, and I'm going to have you back, by the way. We're going to go into a lot of the money in this. You know, I didn't realize that Christopher Ray has a plethora of private planes he flies around and on. I hate an oligarch system, <laughs> sure Stephen Friend, and I'm going to tear it down brick by brick, and it's going to be with the help of people like you. You make us all feel good that there's at least a percentage of good people with integrity, honesty, and the love of country like you. And uh, I want you to know you have an open, I mean it. Just please so call, send whatever we can help you and your fellow whistleblowers with. And, you're, you know, I really want to help you. Okay? I appreciate that, Sean. Thank you very much for having me today. Thank you very much. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. My first guest tonight opens tomorrow night in Atlantic City at Caesars Hotel and Casino. There are very few performers like her, and she is a citizen. Please welcome... <laughs> David Letterman, he's xenophobe. He's introducing Cheryl. Trump has been indicted again. Indicted again. For what this time, Squirrel? Oh, classified documents. That's rich, isn't it? This government has zero credibility. Nor should it have any credibility. Because any government that would allow a election-stealing dimwit with dementia to be president doesn't deserve any. It's not just our citizens. Look, the global south, there are going to be a billion people in Africa very shortly. One billion. Well, you know what we did there, Squirrel? We figured out when his brain stopped working. Because there has been a billion people in Africa since 2009. There's now a billion five. But that's all right. Joe Biden still doesn't know the address of the White House that he uh, managed to steal. As president, I was proud to end the ban on transgender troops. Whoa, 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 whoa. What was that? What did he say? As president, I was proud to end the ban on transgender troops. Boy, there's a lot of T's there. You screwed him up with the T's. You know, the dementia, the fake teeth, the plugs in his head. He can't say the T's. In our military, sign the Respect for Marriage Act, strengthen the civil rights protections for LBGT Americans. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You forgot the Q. What's the Q, Squirrel? Queers? You forgot the queers. You can't forget the queers. And advance LGBT human rights around. You forgot them again. What about the queers? Don't they have any? They have no rights. On the globe. This is what happens. This is what you get. You hired a guy with dementia. You don't, the queers, you got left out, queers. We did it, Joe. You're going to be the next president of the United States. <laughs> <laughs> What exactly is she good at again? Oh, yeah. Well, you can get far being good at that. Just ask one of those ex-strippers in a G-Wagon in Winnetka. David in Lansing. 
Hey, Sean, I have a disagreement with you going on a couple of years here, and uh, I just got reminded of it today. I saw Pritzker, like a video of him, and you've always called Pritzker the Hamburglar. I think he looks more like Grimace. In fact, if you spray painted him purple, he would look like Grimace. Did I call him the Hamburglar? I called him Fat Bastard. I've called him Jelly Belly, but Prof's still there. Uh, oh. I, I, I've called him Fred Flintstone. I just call him Lucky, because if it wasn't for his mammy, knowing who to give a lap dance to, this son of a gun would be asking people if they wanted insurance on their rent-a-car. Thank you very much. Another bust-out. my belly! Another bust-out. Never did anything in his life except lie to the people. In fact, I have a, an Illinois clip. Which one is that, the, the lovely honey bunny? I got the guy from Illinois. I'll effort to get that. Is it uh, Illinois budget? Where is that? It's on the tape down? Oh, all right. There you go. I got so many clips, we had to get two. The actuaries that look at our pension debt and say, hey, if we want to stay on track to get to full funding in accordance with the ramp, say we should be putting in $14.4 billion into our pension funds. Now, Honey Bunny, this is one of the decent politicians in Illinois. He's a Republican. I forgot his name. See if you can give me his name. There's so few. Why even learn their names? We are putting in $10 billion plus $200 million. So we're only shortchanging our pension fund by $4.2 billion. How about the undocumented immigrant health care program? We're putting in $550 million. We all know this is a $1.1 billion program. The people in Illinois are sick and tired of gimmicks, half-truths, tricks, and spin like I've outlined here. Oh, if only you were right, you optimist. If only you were right. They're not tired of it. They keep voting for this mafia. They keep voting Democrat. And they keep lying about the numbers. And by the way, that same bill where they shortchange everybody and lie about the numbers, they gave themselves a 5% raise. Squirrel, did you get a 5% raise? Huh? You should go work for the government. You don't have to do anything. Sure, you're going to gain 50, 60 pounds. Start walking around like a dummy. But you'll get a pension. Dave in Libertyville. Hey, Sean, how are you? Splendid, how are you? I, I should know better to, than to ask, but yeah. anyhow, my question to you, or actually it's a point. All right. There's a lot you of know, changes. This is a big delivery, uh, kid. You're like Wilbur Wood. It's quite no, a wind-up. No, no, Go no. ahead. No, with all the stuff we're supposedly doing in this country to make things green and, you know, hunky-dory and... Yeah. We have a country just north of us polluting our air. Yeah, well, that fire was set by another eco-terrorist. You'll find that out in the future, Dave. Right. Uh, but more importantly, to your point, all the stuff we're doing. Well, what we're doing is a fraud, number one, but we're making a lot of people rich who are in on this scam. True or false, President Biden says he wants 50% of new cars to be electric by 2030. True, but I guess now it's 60%. True or false, a typical electric car requires six times the mineral inputs of a, con- of a conventional car. Yes. Do you know why this is also relevant, Squirrel? Uh, the UAW mafia pretending to make American cars, you know, Ford and GM, they can't get their charging stations right. But, I mean, aside from the fact you can't park the car in their house or it'll burn the garage down. So they, they had to adjust everything back to Teslas. So that means the Chinese are going to make a lot of money on this program, not to mention what are the real ramifications of this swindle by the eco-Nazis? If 50% of the cars were electric vehicles today, is there enough power on the electric grid to charge them all? Absolutely not, no. 
That seems to be a problem. But that's okay. You could be like in California, where you buy an electric car, and they tell you not to plug it in. Where you have air conditioning, they tell you not to turn it on. Where when you walk outside, it's not California where it's all bright and nice and beautiful people. It smells like O'Hare Airport. You said in your written statement, Mr. Bradbury, I'm going to quote you, if every country in the world achieved its stated EV targets by 2030, the total savings in carbon dioxide emissions would be expected to reduce global temperatures by only 0.0002 degrees Fahrenheit by the year 2100. And by the way, that's the best their cooked math could come up with, which really translates to Gatsangul. Given this fact, is it unilaterally gutting the U.S. auto market, critical mineral supply chain, and the grid stability? Is that the solution for addressing the temperature goals? Well, I see this is only aggravating when you don't look at this from the right perspective. They are traitors to Americanism. They're not interested in making America strong. They're interested in the demolition of the principles of America. This is a controlled demolition. You could call it feudalism. You could call it Bidenomics. You could call it Democrat policies, just wrong as usual. But these are traitors, and they're destroying our nation. And they have been paid to do it. Now, this Fox Business exclusive, Hunter Biden and a former Biden aide invested in two Chinese companies with ties to the top levels of the Chinese Communist Party. And Wait, wait, wait. wait. There was an indictment today. Let's go to our resident Democrat. Somebody, I hope you're not eating. And if you are, just put it in the side of your cheek. Your head's big enough to hide a sandwich. Cream puff, Jim. Yeah, yeah. You, you, listen, Miami, you can forget my language. You can visit him in the jail in, in Miami. Well, if you're going to be in Trumpers, prison, you, you want to be in Florida. Wants, no, look, I know. Of course you do. Because the roaches get huge down there. They yeah. can get really big. Well, they're big but in they, Illinois, too, and they walk around on two but feet. They're but not, no, no they're, they're, nothing's bigger than a roach down in Florida. I mean, I've seen them. They're yeah. bigger than a dog. You can put a leash on them. This is a guy with a size 14-inch foot. What are you, nuts? What size is your shoe, 14? Triple E? No. You're worried about a palmetto bag? I, I was a flamingo dancer when I was a kid. Younger. Sure you were. I, yeah. I, I, wanted to be, I wanted to be, but I never did. Yeah. Anyway. Jack Smitty, I, I guess he got on the hump there. I don't know what to charge. It must be desperate. Yeah. You're talking about treason and treachery. Yeah. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> I'm, glad you get a, I'm glad you get a cook out of it. In the meantime, that cockroach is just happy you don't have mustard in your hand. You'll eat anything, freaking Democrats. Frank in Arlington Heights. Hey, good evening, Sean. Wanted evening. to uh, talk about this asininity with two S's <laughs> of the electrical vehicle, of the electric vehicle movement that you were just talking about there. You know, society has something called articulation and assemblage. This is something that has gone on forever. Articulation is the way that you communicate in your society, and assemblage is kind of like the infrastructure and, the, and how that articulation is done. And if you think about, like, in the 1800s, the articulation was basically through writing things down on pieces of paper and mm-hmm. sending them through the mail, and then eventually the telegraph, then we get to the telephone, and now we have the cell phone and so forth. And this stuff was done through the free market. The advances we had in that articulation and assembly, and that articulation was done through the free market and through inventions and so forth, and we adopted these different ways of articulating. I know I couldn't live, and you couldn't live back in the 1800s, articulating the way that people did back then. And the assemblage is basically the infrastructure for how we manage that. Back then, in the 1800s, the assemblage was dirt roads. Today, it's paved roads and gas stations, and we use regular internal combustion engine cars to be able to do the things we need to be able to do as a society. These Democrats and these liberals are so communist 
So what they want to do is they want to create an articulation and assemblage that restricts our freedom through these electric vehicles. And it's going to destroy everything. Yes, I mean, you have in California these, these, this, this rule where they want to have, by 2024, all of these trucks that go into their port have to be all electric. Yes. That is just going to destroy everything. You, you can't well, that's possibly the in- manage that. People have come out and said that. It's but that's so why insane. you must identify the goal, Frank. The goal is to destroy everything. They're the regressives, not progressives. But I disagree with you on just one point, just one. Don't forget about the old and 18th century. You know what they did to thieves? Hung them. Thank you very much. We could have done good there. I would have been big. I'm your Huckleberry. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Frank's one of my favorite callers. There's no question about brilliant tip. Brilliant guy. Gives you hope for a public school. But do you think that, uh, you think uh, Sheriff Seth Bullock would have allowed $1,000 a day to be stolen from retail shops? I don't think so. Not at all. Not at all. But nowadays, that's called law. Catherine, Western Suburbs. Not to mention Wyatt. Good evening, Sean. Hi. Good evening. Um, that honey bunny, she is just pure gold. She is so sweet. Yes, um, yes. And I love what your just previous caller had to say. And I'll sneak in, too. Um, cream, cream Puff is a gym. I forget. Yeah, Cream Puff gym. Um, yeah. a resident he needs to get, like, his dentures screwed down and no, uh, he's got get rid of that Obama phone. I don't know what's up with them phone calls. Every time I can barely make out what he's saying. But anyway, um, I called because to, just to let you know, and you usually have stellar guests who inform yeah. us. Yes. But the one yesterday, I believe it was Dr. Moffat, left me totally unimpressed. And, and I was happy that you took the, a different direction than what you said you had intended to do, because that guy yeah. is just clueless. Well, he's a, he, he's a nice guy who worked in the Reagan administration and still thinks that government can function. And what I like to do sometimes is point out where not only can it not function, but it often has nefarious motives. And there's not a better example than the last three years. And by the way, Catherine, that is a bipartisan issue. That is a bipartisan issue. And that's why I like to just ask some of those questions. But he's, a, he's actually a very nice guy. And there are people out there, Catherine, who believe the government can do good. It's just, to me, you have to prove it. And you're not going to prove it after you insist on doing bad. They have yet to retract any of their positions. And now they turn over the actions of the next pandemic to the World Health Organization, who we should never give a dollar to. So this is what I like to do, Catherine. But I appreciate you listening very much. Uh, you know, it offsets a lot of the cockroaches and never-Trumpers that listen. But thank you all for listening. My numbers are phenomenal, right, honey buddy? How many countries? 33? Ooh, look at us. No roaches allowed. We'll be back in 21 hours. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.